Should you podcast with the co-host? Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 323. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch and improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. You may be facing this question regardless of whether you're just starting your podcast or maybe you've been podcasting for a while and you're thinking of changing some things up or maybe you're thinking of starting a new podcast. Should you podcast alone? Or should you get a co-host or maybe multiple co-hosts with your podcast? Co-hosts can certainly make things easier, but they can make other things harder. So in this episode, I want to share with you information to help you decide what's right for you, whether you should have a co-host or whether you shouldn't. And it's all about what's right for your show and your abilities. There is no rule that says you have to interview people or you have to have a co-host or you have to have a solo podcast. It can be what you have the audacity to do. So if you want to follow along in the show notes for episode 323, tap inside your app or go to the audacitytopodcast.com slash co-host. First, potential benefits podcasting with a co-host. Let's focus on the positives at first, and this is probably the reason that you're most interested in having a co-host with your podcast, because you know that there are some positive benefits to it. So number one, a co-host can bring additional content and perspective. Unless you have a mental clone, another person will have different experience, and that will make for a different perspective. And this can be in small areas, like seeing something you missed, especially if you're doing a TV show fan podcast where you're trying to theorize about certain things. But it can also be in much bigger areas, like holding a drastically different set of beliefs, whatever that set of beliefs is, conservative versus liberal, religious versus non-religious. It could be anything like that. And this variety then brings more ideas and a more thorough approach to the content that you want to share. For example, one of our Once Podcast co-hosts studied Greek mythology. And when the Once Upon a Time TV show had a story arc that was deep in Greek mythology, she brought fantastic expertise and perspective to our conversations. What would have taken me a lot of time to research and understand, if I even recognized the things, that is, because I might see something and just think, oh, that's a thing. But then she would see it and recognize, oh, that's from such and such Greek mythology. And I wouldn't have even known to look it up. So because of that, her expertise, her background, her experience, her perspective, she was able to explain things from that knowledge she already had. Or she knew what to look up. She knew what was related to Greek mythology. And she provided fantastic perspective for those episodes. And to help you with bringing out this additional content and perspective and planning for this inside of your podcast, I really recommend that you work together collaborating with your co-host while you're preparing your podcast. And if you go back to episode 220, I shared several tools that I recommend for collaborating with co-hosts. Check that out from the link in the show notes inside your app or go to the audacitypodcast.com slash co-host to get that link from the show notes. Number two benefit to podcasting with a co-host. A co-host can create dialogue. 
It takes a lot of intentional practice and personal development to monologue well. But even when you're good at talking by yourself, energy can be missing in that. For example, comedy is a lot easier when there's someone else to laugh at your story or your punchline. And without that instant feedback that you get either from an audience or from a co-host, your timing could be all wrong and you may end up even undermining your own comedy. I hear this often with people who are very used to monologuing. When they tell a joke, they say uh or um right after the punchline because they're not getting the response they expected or they're waiting for the audience to respond or they're doing the solo in front of a microphone and no live audience and they don't get that live response. So they tend to fill that time with an uh, an um, trying to let the joke settle or something like that. But if you have a co-host, that then makes it more of a dialogue and you can bounce things off of each other. You can have conversations. And this isn't to say that monologues are bad, but dialogues can be a whole lot more authentic and personable. Thus, they can even be more entertaining and more engaging for your audience because your audience may decide that they side with you or with your co-host. It may make one of you more relatable on a particular subject and thus make your podcast more relatable when you discuss that thing. And dialogues can also help your audience feel more represented because they might find themselves in the place of you or your co-host. And your co-host could then also be the one to ask those questions that your audience is probably thinking because your co-host is right there listening to you sharing this information similar to how your audience is. And so your co-host might come up with questions to follow up or things that didn't seem quite clear or maybe adding some insight to that, kind of filling the same place that your audience does and like incorporating some representation of your audience in your podcast. And when I did my epic 10th anniversary episode, which was number 301 of the Audacity to Podcast, and that was where I had my wife Jenny join me for that. I first imagined it as being an interview where she would have a list of questions and she would ask me those questions. But when we sat down and started recording the conversation, and we were recording for nearly six hours, often interrupted though by Noodle Baby, I felt like my stories became a whole lot more conversational. And even though Jenny spoke actually very little in that entire episode, which ended up being almost three hours long. Simply her being there and being part of the conversation, I think made it a whole lot more natural because I was looking at someone. I was seeing her reactions to things I was saying. I was seeing her agreeing. I was seeing her question things. I was seeing her insight. I was seeing the light bulb go off at things. I was hearing or seeing her subtle responses that confirmed that what I was saying made sense or it was relatable or it was surprising. And that would not have been possible without her being there. Otherwise, it would have seemed like me going on for hours and hours, which I probably could have done, but it might not have been as dynamic. And if you're interested in educating people through your podcast, it doesn't have to be a lecture-style podcast, like I would consider the Audacity to Podcast to be a lecture-style podcast. And that's not the only way to teach. You can teach through dialogue. Maybe it's something that you've both prepared in some way. You have an outline that you're following, and you're both able to talk about the point as maybe one of you is carrying the bulk of the conversation, 
but you're able to discuss those points. Or it could be a shared presentation. I have points one, three, five, and seven, and then you have points two, four, six, and eight. It's up to you to decide how it works best. But when you have someone with you, it turns what would otherwise be perhaps a boring monologue into an interesting dialogue. That's not to say that all monologues are boring, but it's easier for a monologue to be boring than a dialogue to be boring. That's number two benefit. Number three benefit, a co-host can share podcasting responsibilities. I think a lot of starting podcasters don't have realistic expectations about how much work it takes to create and grow a successful podcast. Most of us can't simply record and publish in a single sitting with no overhead time to prepare, to edit, or anything else associated with the workflow of a podcast. Podcasting effectively takes planning, preparing, presenting, producing, publishing, and promoting. You may recognize those as the six P's of an effective podcast workflow that I talked about in episode 165, and I have the link to that in the show notes if you want to go back and listen to that. I've already covered an aspect of sharing the presentation responsibilities with a co-host. But a co-host can also help in potentially three other important parts of your podcast that could then relieve a burden from you and help you to podcast better. It could be preparation. That could be where you collaborate on your content before you record. You bring some of the content and your co-host brings some of the other content. And you can segment this however works best for you. But when both of you are preparing, even if you're preparing about the exact same point, that can make it so much easier to present that point well and represent it more thoroughly. Next is production. Your co-host might have the skills to edit your audio or video episodes. They might be able to write your show notes. They might be able to capture sound clips or screenshots. They might be able to design images to make your podcast better, appear better on your website as well as on social. They might be able to do these things so that you don't have to do as much of that. Maybe it's something where you agree that you edit the episodes and your co-host writes the show notes, or maybe it's the other way around. You can share those kinds of responsibilities to make it easier for both of you and so that you're both investing into the success of the podcast. Promotion is the other thing that's easy to share with your co-host because it means multiple people who have access to potentially completely different audiences can share that podcast with those audiences, those followers, those connections, those relationships they've already built. And you can both share the latest episodes then into your social accounts and potentially reach a much larger community. Or speaking of community, you could maybe take turns participating and engaging in relevant communities. So it's not only one particular person from your podcast, but it's both of you or several of you, depending on how many co-hosts you have. So a co-host can share podcasting responsibilities. And then number four benefit, a co-host can help with consistency. Many experts across many fields agree that consistency is one of the most important things to building influence and relationships, if not the most important thing. And your podcast is no exception to that because what are you doing with your podcast? You're building influence and relationships. It's much easier to be consistent when you have a co-host And this is probably because there seems to be a lot more tangible reward or even penalty associated with your consistency. If your co-host and you have an agreement that on a particular night or afternoon every week you're going to record, then you know you have to be ready 
when you connect with each other, whether that's in person or remotely. And because you and your co-host or co-hosts share the burdens of your podcast, whether it's some of the workflow responsibilities or more, or simply bringing content to each episode and preparing separately and bringing it together, then it means it's easier for you since you're not taking the whole burden yourself. And thus, by making it easier, it's also easier to be more consistent because the burden isn't so large. So a co-host can help with that consistency. And there may be some times when you have to rely a little bit more on the energy and the preparation of your co-host than on yourself. I still, though, always recommend you both bring your best work to the podcast. But I know sometimes life can get in the way. Sometimes there can be outside influences that can bring it down a little bit. And that's when it's good to communicate with each other to say, I will be there. I'm prepared to talk, but I need to let you know I'm just not feeling it today. I'm not feeling the energy. Maybe I'll get into it as we go, but I might need to rely on you a little bit more. I've had to do that sometimes with our Once Upon a Time podcast, where on a particular evening, maybe it was because I was distracted by things with work or life, or maybe it was a particular episode that I simply didn't have much insight from. And so I've communicated sometimes with my co-host to say, I don't have a whole lot to add to this conversation So I might be relying on you a bit more to carry the conversation as we go along. Because if it was up to me, I might not have had anything worth saying in a podcast episode all by myself, or it might have taken me longer to come up with something to say. So having co-hosts helped with the consistency. These four benefits are a co-host can bring additional content and perspective, a co-host can create dialogue, a co-host can share podcasting responsibilities, and a co-host can help with consistency. These are probably the most common things that interest people when they're considering having a co-host with their podcast. And certainly there are other benefits as well, but there are also potential disadvantages to podcasting with a co-host. So I have four of those to share with you as well. And some of these could be avoided with some proper planning and some agreements in place. But however you run into these disadvantages or hiccups along the way, bumps in the road, whatever metaphor you want to use, definitely handle them agreeably between you and your co-host. Make sure that you are both together on this. You agree on the solution. You may both have to sacrifice certain things. And there may be times when maybe you need to sacrifice something in preference to your co-host or co-hosts. So here are some of those potential disadvantages of podcasting with a co-host. Number one, a co-host can complicate things. Schedule, ownership, responsibilities, and especially money can all get complicated when more than one person is involved in your podcast. For example, who owns the podcast if one of you wants to quit? Who has to pay the bills and who gets to keep how much of the money, if any money, comes in through the podcast? And who has to take responsibility if certain things go wrong with the podcast? You should listen to episode 114 of the Audacity Podcast. And in that, I shared 10 tips for podcasting with co-hosts. And I think all of that information is still relevant today. And that shares some ideas on how to prevent or handle some of these complications that could arise. And one of the other complications that you might not initially consider is that when podcasting with a co-host, it means that your podcasting technology needs to be a bit more advanced, whether they're in your studio or they're remote. If they're in your studio, for example, and you're podcasting with only a USB microphone, 
then trying to combine multiple USB microphones starts to get complicated. Or regardless of what kind of microphones you're using, podcasting in the same room can introduce reverb problems because now you have two microphones open. It's not only about your voice bouncing off the walls back into your microphone, it's also about their voice bouncing off the walls and into your microphone or your voice bouncing off the walls and into their microphone. So there are these technological considerations when working with a co-host in studio as well as if they're remote. Are you set up to record through Skype, through Hangouts, through whatever method that you're going to connect? Are they able to connect? Do they have the bandwidth to connect? Can they record on their side? What kind of tools are you going to use? Yeah, it can all get complicated and it's up to you to decide whether the complication is worth it and how you can prevent some of these complications from hurting your podcast, especially things like ownership and schedule, responsibilities and money. So that's disadvantage number one. A co-host can complicate things. Number two, a co-host can bring down your podcast. If you don't have sufficient agreements in place, it's possible that falling out with your co-host could result in the complete death of your podcast. And I've seen this happen many, many times. The Burton and Ernie show, well, Ernie decides to quit, so it's no longer the Bert and Ernie show, and Bert can't really continue on without Ernie, so what happens? But even before a show's death, if a co-host isn't doing their job well or isn't bringing their best to the microphone, then your episodes and your audience could suffer from that. I've seen co-hosts kill the humor of a situation. I've seen co-hosts stop a really good flow to some presentation or some conversation. And I've seen co-hosts pull the conversation all the way down into some kind of deep, dark negativity and cynicism and criticism. And you might not want that for your podcast. Now, you can prevent some of that. And there are those times when maybe you realize that's happening and you might need to pause the recording, maybe mute the microphones, turn off the camera for a moment if you're live streaming, and you look your co-host in the eye or you talk to your co-host and you say, hey, something's up because the podcast is going down. What's going on? Can we talk about this? Can whatever's going on, can we push that to the side for now? Get this podcast done and then talk about what's bothering you, you need to communicate. Yes, I know a lot of this sounds like the way that you have to learn how to communicate in a marriage, and that's very true because working with a co-host is kind of like being married to them in your podcast. You have to learn how to communicate with each other. You have to learn how to respect each other's differences, and you have to learn how to resolve conflict when it comes up. Because believe me, no matter how good of a friend your co-host is, you will have conflict with them at some point. There will be the opportunity for you or for them to bring down the podcast. And certainly that chance of that happening significantly increases if you have a co-host. So it's something to think about. Another potential disadvantage is a co-host can distract you. And while it's true that a co-host can remove distractions so you can focus on the podcast, whether they're sharing responsibilities, making the podcast or they're carrying the conversation within the podcast for you so that you can be doing something else. Maybe you're fixing a problem on the website if you're doing it live or you're reading the chat room or you're trying to find something really quickly to bring into the conversation. So despite all of these ways they can help you focus or make the experience better for your audience, they can also distract you. 
For example, you may have a lesson that you want to share in your podcast, but your co-host keeps interjecting thoughts or contradicting your information. And there's a place for that, certainly. But if that moment is the wrong time for that kind of interruption, then it can become a major distraction for you and for your audience. And you don't want your audience to start hating your co-host because of how they interrupt you. You and your co-host could also have issues outside the podcast that may creep into the episode and thus bring it down, like I mentioned in the previous point, or that kind of issue could be looming over you both and distract both of you from performing well behind the microphone. Now, I remember a couple times I had a personal issue with the co-host and that hurt our on-mic performance. A couple times we had to stop the podcast in the middle and say, hey, we need to talk about this. We need to deal with this right now because it's affecting our podcast. Or there have been other times where we've had to recognize we're not on good terms right now, but we're going to do this podcast. We're going to make it through. And maybe that's not the best decision in some cases. Maybe it is good to press on like that and things can end up working out. But depending on the kind of podcast you have, some kind of distraction like that could kill the podcast. So be careful with that and work to resolve that kind of stuff quickly or prevent it from happening in the first place. And number four, disadvantage to having a co-host. A co-host might not be a good podcaster. You may be a seasoned podcaster. You have good microphone technique. You know how to tell a good story. You know what your audience wants. You're focused on improving your podcast, so you're a member of Podcaster Society, and you're skilled with all your podcasting tools. You are the super podcaster, but your co-host might be none of those things. They don't care about the website. They don't care about the microphone. They don't care about microphone presence. There could be issues with that. And what makes a good friend or a good business associate doesn't always make a good co-host. You do need a good dynamic with each other, but even when you have a good dynamic with each other, they may be lacking in necessary skills to be a good podcast co-host. For example, they might be horrible with technology and thus always messing up some aspect of the audio quality. Or maybe they're not good at speaking to an audience, so their funny story or their interesting insight might not be easy to understand. There could be all kinds of other things. Maybe they're one of those kinds of people that while you're talking to them, they're constantly going, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, mm, uh-huh, mm-hmm, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, oh, mm-hmm, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, mm, yeah, oh, yeah, uh-huh. And that can get super annoying. I'm sure just right now my doing that was annoying, especially if you're listening at fast speed. I'm sure that's entertaining. But if your co-host is doing that, that can become really distracting. And if you're not recording them into a separate track, then you can't edit that kind of stuff out. The good thing about this is that good podcasting skills can be learned. You can find tools to simplify your process, even if it means sacrificing a little audio quality, because wouldn't you rather sacrifice a little bit of audio quality to have a much better podcast? Now there's a statement to make your brain spin in circles. You can help your co-host improve their microphone technique. You can teach them how to pivot around the microphone so they're not pointing their mouth away from the microphone and thus messing up the sound. You can teach them how not to touch the microphone, or you can give them a silent fidget toy so they're not fidgeting with cables or their keyboard or a pen or something that's loud and distracting in the podcast. You can help guide or even edit the conversations so that 
what you're talking about communicates well with your audience. Even if you're talking with someone who's not a good communicator to an audience, but they're a good conversationalist, you can very discreetly turn that into a good presentation with your audience and how you guide that conversation and the kinds of responses that you give in ways that don't insult your co-host and also don't make it seem like you're positioning yourself as smarter than them, but you're more parroting ideas back to them or building on them or summarizing them. And there are appropriate and inappropriate places to do those kinds of things for sure. But you do need to consider that having a co-host could mean working with someone who's not a good podcaster, but that can be fixed. And all of these disadvantages of podcasting with a co-host that I shared with you, and there are certainly others, a co-host can complicate things, a co-host can bring down your podcast, a co-host can distract you, and a co-host might not be a good podcaster. Each of these can be prevented. They can be worked through. They can be fixed too and improved. So is having a co-host right for you? I can't answer that question. Only you can. And if you have some kinds of podcasting horror stories that you've heard that a friend has faced in their podcast, if you know what I mean, then feel free to share those stories that your friends have faced in podcasting with co-hosts by commenting on the show notes for episode 323 at slash co-host. You can get that link inside of your podcast app as well as all of the other podcast show notes with only a couple taps, perhaps. And if you think your co-host might benefit from listening to this episode, then share it to them. But maybe along the way, reaffirm that you appreciate their relationship and that you want them to be your co-host. And here are some ways that you might be able to work better with each other or some problems that you could try to avoid together as a team. Thanks to Louis Marsh from the United States and host of the Disciple Up podcast, who wrote a kind review for the Audacity to Podcast, saying, Daniel is a natural teacher and encourager and is open and honest with his audience. I've learned so much from him and can tell you for sure that my podcast, Disciple Up, would not exist without his help. That help includes several personal emails. I'm going to comment on that in a moment. That help includes several personal emails he took the time to send me. He doesn't just share information. He cares about his audience as well. And that really comes through. When Louis mentioned several personal emails, I thought, I don't really remember all that many personal emails. So I looked it up in my email to try and find all the emails that I've sent to him. And I could only find one that I wrote directly and solely to Louis. I think the other several personal emails he's talking about are my emails that I send as part of my email newsletter where I've worked hard to write them in a very personal way. That might be what he's talking about. So there's a cool little tip for you if you have any kind of email automation sequence, which doesn't only have to be for marketers. It can be for regular people who simply have something interesting to share through an email. But try to write those in a way that addresses the person directly and personably. Louis's podcast is Disciple Up, and it's at discipleup.org. It says in the description, a podcast designed to help empower disciples to understand and live out their faith in Christ every day. That's at discipleup.org. Thank you, Louis, for that kind review. Sean McGuire. Now, if you watch Once Upon a Time, this is not Robin Hood. Sorry, this guy known as Godless Poutine from Canada and host of the Share a Slice with Sean podcast wrote this review. And this tells a really neat story. And I love seeing these kinds of reviews that tell the story of how the Audacity to Podcast impacts you. And 
let this inspire you for how your podcast might be helping your audience. Sean wrote, I first saw Daniel on YouTube reviewing mics and immediately discovered a wealth of good information. Now, you could find the same information elsewhere, but it's the crystal clear, warm, and calm delivery Daniel uses, which really encourages rather than overwhelms. I say overwhelm because that's how I felt with the adoption of my second son as a newborn and the ongoing challenges with raising the first. I was still dealing with the pain of having to reset my expectations of releasing weekly or even twice monthly when I heard Daniel's excellent episode on podcasting when life becomes unpredictable. I wish I had found the episode when I was struggling to get baby and firstborn to sleep and then sitting there too tired to work on the podcast and not having had the chance to talk with my wife the entire day. In short, fantastic podcast, an extraordinary episode, Daniel. It raised my spirits. Are you raising the spirits of your podcast audience? You might not think you are because of what you talk about, whether it's a podcast about a TV show, it's a podcast about technology, it's a podcast about video games. But the amazing thing with podcasting, and this is what gets me so excited when I think about it with podcasting, is that podcasting is so fueled by passion and it feeds passion out there. It connects with the passionate audience. And in the process of connecting with passions, you're connecting deeply with people. So whether you're talking about Android versus iOS, you're talking about video games, you're talking about faith, or you're talking about the lack of faith, you're connecting with people deeply and you then have the ability to influence and inspire them, to help them through the day, to give them something to distract them when maybe they're trying to get their newborn baby to sleep. And boy, do I know that struggle now where the baby is crying directly into your ear and you feel like your head's going to explode. Your podcast could be that little piece of hope for someone. It could be that little piece of calmness that they get in their life. It could be that thing that, as Sean said, can raise their spirits. Sean's podcast is Share a Slice with Sean, and it's at shareaslicepodcast.com. And the description from Apple Podcast says, Sean Skypes with very interesting people in all different walks of life to learn new things. Check it out at shareaslicepodcast.com. And mmm, makes me hungry for pizza because there's pizza in the cover art. Thank you very much for those kind reviews. I love learning more about how the Audacity podcast influences you, and I really enjoy seeing and discovering these interesting new podcasts and seeing that, wow, someone's had a podcast about this for years, or they're pursuing their passions in this certain way. They're connecting with this particular audience. So thank you very much for those kind reviews. And if you want to read these reviews or get those links to the podcast, they're in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash co-host or they're a tap or two away inside of your podcast app. Remember that International Podcast Day is coming up on September 30th, and I would love for you to participate in that by watching the 30-hour live stream, or by going out and meeting other podcasters, or going out and using this as an excuse to help other people know what a podcast is. Don't focus on the technology of it and say, oh, it's an RSS feed syndication and blah, 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 all this stuff. Focus on the content. Focus on the change. Focus on stuff like what Sean said in his review, where you can tell that kind of story to someone to say, I was struggling with this thing, but I found a podcast and it raised my spirits. Or I'm pursuing my passions. I'm connecting with a passionate audience because of the podcast I listen to and help other people find a podcast too. 
because that's the way we can help podcasting grow is get more people listening to great podcasts. See more information about how you can participate in International Podcast Day at internationalpodcastday.com. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch and improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitypodcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.